Hey there, welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. I pulled out another episode from the archives for you all about how your liver impacts your hormones. The reason I brought this episode back out is because it's very rarely talked about you know, if you go to your OBGYN or your regular doctor and you say, hey, my hormones are whack, I guarantee you they're not going to say, how's your liver health doing? It's just not part of the Western or allopathic medical paradigm, right? And that's fine. They have a different approach and things that are useful in other ways, but certainly not helping with chronic hormone issues. And I want every woman to understand why the liver is so important when it comes to hormones. And that's because our liver actually has to break down or metabolize or detoxify. They all mean the same thing. Our hormones, just like everything else that comes into our body. So basically we manufacture hormones, we use it, liver breaks it down, moves it out via our bowels and our kidneys. And we want to make sure that process is in tip top shape, right? Because issues start to arise when those hormones don't get broken down properly, or maybe they end up going down um, the wrong pathway or a pathway that's not as beneficial to us. They can become uh, DNA damaging. There's all sorts of things that can happen. And in plain speak, we're more concerned with things like horrible PMS, right? We're concerned with heavy bleeding during your period. We're concerned with mood swings. We're concerned with all sorts of hormonal issues that show up in these symptoms that we're having. And a huge part of that is your liver is not able to do the job properly of getting those hormones broken down. So we want to make sure that our liver is supported. We also want to do things that don't overburden our liver. So we're talking about that all today. So I'm excited for you to hear the episode. If you haven't heard it before, if you have, it's a good one to re-listen to. And I also want to remind you that our Perimenopause Like a Boss program starts this coming Monday. And we definitely cover how the liver impacts your hormones in that program um, and particularly some of the major symptoms that you start to see in perimenopause and exactly what's going on. So if you are in this place of just not knowing what is happening to your body and you are ready for some support, you're ready to empower yourself to feel better, to make perimenopause easier and not, you know, this crazy time of life join us. It is a four-week program. You're going to get all kinds of fantastic information from exactly what's happening in your cycle, what is going on with the different symptoms of perimenopause, and which hormones are um, making those symptoms happen. So if those hormones are low or they're high, um, we know based on symptomology what most likely those symptoms mean. When you're talking about diet, lifestyle, you get a free amazing cookbook by my colleague Marika. And we're also going to talk about protocols and we're going to talk about the supplements that you um, will be useful for you. We talk BHRT or bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. We got you covered in this intro course and it's going to be really amazing. So you get a packet of info each Monday and then we meet on Friday for our live Q&A. So you can ask all the questions that you need to about what's going on with you um, from and get answers from me and Marika who definitely we work a lot in the perimenopausal world with women going through this process and we're in it too. So um, you also get a private community that you get to be a part of and I mean a ton of bonuses. This is kind of crazy how much information we've packed into four weeks. 
we don't want to overwhelm you. So there's just a lot of bonuses in there that you can come back to over time and check out. Um, if you don't have time, you know, during the four weeks of the program, it's really something that it's a four week program, but you're going to be able to keep learning and learning over time. So join us. We would love to have you part of our community and learning about the stuff and talking through the stuff and community is such an important part of the healing process. So that's why we love doing these group programs. If you're interested in learning more, you can click through to the Perimenopause Like a Boss um, website, and that link will be in today's show's notes. And it also is on my website, christinegarvin.com. You'll see it near the top of the homepage. I hope you're going to be a part of it. And um, yeah, I'm super excited. Like we just keep adding fun things to it. So it's going to be a good time and you'll learn a lot in the process. But before we get started, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, wherever you're listening, go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now so you don't forget, so you don't miss any of the episodes for the remainder of the summer. And then we've got some bomb-ass guests already coming up for our season five. And we would love, love, love if you could leave a review, five stars, all that good stuff, anywhere you can. I know it can take a minute, but this is definitely a labor of love. We put a lot of time and effort into getting good guests, delivering amazing free information to you. So all we want in return from you is a little five-star review, or even if you can write something, that's even better because that's what helps keep the podcast growing. So I appreciate you so much for doing that. I can't even tell you. Um, it's yeah beyond what I'm able to say here today, but you are all in my heart for doing that. So, all right, let's go ahead and dive in. Hey guys, it's Christine coming at you solo today, riding this train solo to chat with you about my favorite topic, hormones, but a specific aspect of hormones. And it is part of what I call the trifecta or axis, as I um, like to steal from other things that are um, scientifically referred to by the axis that the three components come from. So I have talked about two of these parts before of this axis. And that first one that I talked about was adrenal function and how that relates to your hormone health. If you missed that episode, I believe it was definitely in season one, go back listen to it and commit it to memory because it's very important. And then I talked about the second part that's so, so important to your hormones, and that is your gut health. I talked about that during the Hormone Summit this year, just a couple months ago. And if you miss that, you can actually get purchase the whole summit for only $39. It is such an amazing um, gift to give yourself. It's like thousands of dollars worth of information about your hormone health and how to tackle um, hormonal imbalance from amazing experts. So I highly recommend just going and getting the whole thing, but you can listen to the episode where I presented on how the gut is related to your hormones. And the third one is the one that I'm going to talk about today, and that's your liver health. And the reason that I talk about these things, you probably, if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard me talk about this gut, liver, uh, adrenal axis. There you go. There, <laughs> there it is spelled out. Um, you've heard me talk about it before, but you know, I 
feel like it's so important to bring it up again and again, because it's not something that's discussed normally when you hear about hormones. I mean, if you follow functional medicine people, if you follow hormone experts that are, um, you know, I'd say non-MDs on the whole, uh, some MDs are, are, you know, up on this information, but if you go to your OBGYN, they're not going to be talking to you about your liver health or talking to you about your, um, adrenals. I mean, I take that back. I, my doctor will talk about adrenals, but for the most part, that's not what's happening, right? You're going to be told to go on birth control. Thing is all of these hormonal imbalances, I don't care what it is. You talk to me about PMS. You talk to me about PMDD. You talk to me about like crazy heavy flow periods. You talk to me about non-existent periods. You talk to me about fibroids, ovarian cysts, any of these things, polyps, all of these things. It comes down to an imbalance in your system. And it's not like you can just take a hormone or, you know, try and block a hormone and everything's all good. It's not. And so these are the three areas you have to focus on. And if you focus on them, you will get to a place where your hormones are naturally balanced and balance. Isn't like, mm, just, you know, straight across the board. That's not how hormones work, right? They fluctuate up and down throughout the month but they're going to be in the concert, the concert or the orchestra, what have you, they're going to work together beautifully because you have used these three components and supported these three components in order for everything to run in the way it's supposed to run. So liver health, let's talk about the liver first and foremost, just as this amazing thing. I mean, (laughs) It blows my mind. Sorry, I'm having to wipe something off my computer there. It blows my mind sometimes that we're up walking around because our liver has to deal with so much on a daily basis. So if you don't know, the liver is our detoxifying organ, right? And let me just make a little point here now, because I know that there's some people that can get into like, oh, toxins, like that's such a woo-woo thing. And, you know, your body just detoxifies on its own and da-da-da. Yes, absolutely. That's what your liver does, but it needs support in order to do that, right? This is scientifically proven. I'm going to talk about some of the things that you need to support your liver detox here and um, in a little while. But you know, the liver does so many things other than just even detoxification. It has over 750 processes and functions that it oversees, which is crazy. So I'm going to talk about a couple of those first, and then we're going to dive into the um, detoxification of hormones, which is such a huge part, obviously, of this story, right? And if you didn't know that your liver has to detoxify your hormones, you're not the only one. I didn't know that until a few years ago either. So let's talk first about cholesterol. So this is, you know, a naughty word, bad word for so many people, when in reality, our cholesterol is exactly where our hormones are produced from. When you don't have enough cholesterol, then your hormone production is going to be low. It's not a pretty picture. So, you know, 80% of the cholesterol is um, produced in your liver. And, you know, that isn't, it's just not out of thin air, right? Like that is produced from cholesterol that you get from food. It's produced from, um, you know, uh, all kinds of things that are coming from food. Let's just put it that way. And you absolutely need it. And if your cholesterol is off, say, you know, too high or too low, it's actually 
often has to do with um, a sluggish liver. It's not this, you know, simplistic, like, oh, you're just eating too much fat. First of all, it's more often that you're eating too much sugar rather than fat. A, especially if your triglycerides are high, look to those to see what's going on. But it's really your liver's not able to produce the bile that it needs. Things are hanging out in there too long. It's in that bile's not moving along and moving out of your body. Bile is so important. And we'll talk about that more here in a second in terms of detoxifying. So you need, you need this cholesterol. It's where pregnenolone, which is the master hormone, comes from, is produced from, and everything down the line, right? Your progesterone comes from that. Your, um, your cortisol comes from that. Your estrogen, your DHEA, your testosterone, all from that top you know, rung of cholesterol with pregnenolone being the master hormone underneath that. So yay for getting your cholesterol to the pl- place it needs to be, right? So there is some optimal ranges. That's something that I look at with my clients. Um, and it's definitely not the optimal. It's not what you see traditionally on your, you know, uh, reference range of tests. So that's another story for another day. Second thing that I want to talk about your liver, um, a function that oversees that's so important really when it comes to hormones. But if we back it up a minute is, um, your blood sugar balance. So, Glucose management is one of the most important things that your liver does. And again, if your liver is sluggish, your blood sugar balance is going to be off. Your blood sugar is going to be off. So that could mean it's low, high, fluctuation, any of these kinds of things. And this is very stressful on the body, right? To be fluctuating all over the place. And one of the reasons that we don't like for that to happen and be stressful on the body is because when you're stressed, you release cortisol, right? Your adrenals release cortisol. So here we come back to our little axis connection, right? The adrenals are impacted by your blood sugar balance, which is impacted by your liver health. Cortisol is high. Suddenly your hypothalamus and your pituitary glands in your brain are saying, Hey, Nelly, we got to focus on keeping them alive. So we're going to pump out this cortisol while we're going to downregulate those sex hormones. So you have particularly um, less production of progesterone, which is very important to have enough of that for many, many reasons, as we've talked about tons of times on the show, but particularly when there's an estrogen dominance issue going on. So now that we've talked about kind of you know, a couple of the, the things that are so important that the liver does that relates to hormones, sort of, um, second, you know, second or third, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Like second or third tier, we're going to go directly to the liver looking at what it does to deal with your hormones. So this is something I didn't know, as I mentioned before, until several years ago, that we actually have to go through the process of detoxifying our hormones. Otherwise, they're going to be toxic to our body. And yes, this is real. This is a true thing. This is breast cancer. This is female cancer. So there's almost always um, too much estrogen. They're estrogen-related you know, um, related cancers, right? So we know that scientifically. And that just doesn't happen out of the blue, right? You don't just have all this estrogen happening in your body for no good reason. So we face as women so, 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 so much when it comes to chemicals in our, 
environment, chemicals in our products, chemicals in our food, um, things called xenoestrogens, which are in plastics. I mean, if you sit back and think about it, and I don't want to depress you, but it's in everything, right? So the, you know, the things that we put on our face, the shampoo that we use, the bottles that those come in, our water, our food, um, the things that we wash our clothes with, the mattresses that we lay on, all of these have chemicals in them. A lot of them act as xenoestrogens, artificially inflating estrogen levels in our body, right? Because those will attach to estrogen receptors in our body. Thing is, your liver has to deal with trying to detoxify all those things. So it's detoxifying your own estrogen production and these other estrogens that are coming in. And if you're bringing in a lot of other chemicals, like your liver is going to deal with them first. So estrogen can kind of fall to the back of the line and it can also maybe go through part of the process, but not the whole process and recirculate through your body. So I'm going to do a quick overview of the um, detoxifying process that your liver does. So this is for estrogen, but also for everything that, that your body has to work through. So that's, you know, chemicals, that's um, medications, like any kind of medication over the counter prescription, you know, it's alcohol, it's caffeine, um, it's pesticides in our foods, all of it, smog. It's, you know, that car exhausted when you walk outside or whatever, you're getting gas at the gas station, all of that. So that's why our livers are amazing, right? And why we want to support them. So phase one of your liver detox, there's essentially two phases in your liver. And then there's a third one that's connected, but actually happens in your gut. So phase one is basically a way of making things a little less impactful. So it's still, um, what, what we call, you know, oxidation phase. So that means you've heard of antioxidants and we want to eat those so that we can attach to those free radicals that are just bing, 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 bing all over the place, right? Those are oxidized compounds and the antioxidants grab onto them to, to make them um, sit in one place and not bounce all around. So if you think about phase one, it is that oxidation happening. So we, it's still this, um, you know, situation where it's not safe for your body. And so that's why we have a phase two happening. Um, in phase two, the estrogen or, uh, you know, any chemical that comes through is made to be water soluble. So then it is safe for your body. Um, and really, you know, there's certain things that can help, um, with the process of phase one and phase two, because they're necessary components of those phases. And basically those are nutrients that are very important, you know? So for example, B vitamins are used in both phase one and phase two of liver detox. So that's a really important thing to make sure that you're getting enough of in your diet or to supplement with. Um, sulfur is another very important part of phase one and phase two. Um, it's used more in phase two. So sulf, you know, sulfurous vegetables can be really good. Um, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, things like that. You can also take a compound called sulforaphane if you need some extra support there. Because in phase two, it's, it's the sulfur sulfation happening and methylation is happening. Um, and so it's, it's pretty amazing, right? It's like just making everything sort of safe for your body, but we can have 
A, not enough of the nutrients to make these processes go through. Um, we can also have genetic predispositions to those not working well enough, particularly methylation um, can be an issue for a lot of people. So other things that you really, you know, want to make sure that you have going on in your body, um, magnesium, that's a big one for phase two liver detox. Um, there is so much that I could get into around all of that right now. I'm going to kind of scale back a little bit, but letting you know that, you know, that really looking at your B vitamins, really looking at your sulfur foods. And of course, sulfur foods can be an issue for some people. Say if you have SIBO, um, that's not necessarily something you're going to be able to do right off the bat until you work with that SIBO. Um, but making sure that those things are happening, making sure that you have um, glutathione happening. So here's, there's big debates on, you know, should you take NAC um, and acetylcysteine, which is a precursor to glutathione, or should you take glutathione? Let's just say that there's a lot of research indicating that a lot of us struggle to um, do the transition because um, of NAC being a precursor to glutathione. It doesn't always become glutathione if you don't have everything that needs to happen to make that, um, that transition. So NAC can be really great. And there's multiple other reasons that it can be helpful, but if you really have liver stuff going on, I'd say go ahead and do glutathione, try glutathione, start off really small. Um, it's a master antioxidant. It's hugely important for phase two liver detox. Do liposomal. Um, that's much better absorbed. So again, I could go into more. Um, that's something that is you know, I would recommend working with a practitioner on, especially doing some kind of hormone testing because liver uh, on the Dutch, you can see how your liver is doing in phase one and phase two, which is amazing. Phase three is what actually happens in your um, intestines, but it's very important and relates back to, of course, what's happened in your liver. So after phase one and phase two have occurred in your liver, basically what your liver does is it produces this bile that it dumps this, you know, now water soluble toxin into your estrogen, your whatever other chemicals, and it moves that out of, it goes through the biliary tract out either to be stored in your gallbladder to be used when you eat fat and that is released in order to emulsify the fats or to go directly into your um, small intestine, your upper small intestine. So these, it's such an amazing thing bile, right? Because it has this like dual duty going on actually has multiple things that it does, but it's moving out these toxins. It's also helping to emulsify fats. And then it can cruise on down through your small intestine and through your colon and out your body safe as can be. Right. So what happens a lot of times is that first of all, our liver has to detoxify our regular estrogen and our xenoestrogens. Um, but it has, has to detoxify all this other stuff too. Right. And estrogen kind of gets bumped to the back of the line. So a, that's one reason that we can end up having higher estrogen. It can end up, you know, hanging out, going through phase one and, and not, you don't have enough of the nutrients to properly do phase two. So it ends up hanging out, recycling in your body, feeding all of those not so fun things like fibroids and ovarian cysts um, and other menstrual issues. And then phase three is where something can go wrong. So phase three is basically that 
bile's gone, gone down and those toxins have gone down to your colon. And there is an enzyme in your microbiome called beta-glucuronidase. And this is something that can, what we call deconjugate. So basically what's happened in your liver is that those toxins were conjugated to make them safe. And this enzyme beta-glucuronidase can deconjugate all that hard work your liver has done. It can deconjugate the um, now safe, you know, estrogen, release it from how it's been bound to move out of your body. And then it gets re-released into the bloodstream, um, has to go back into your liver to be detoxified again. So this is a huge component of why your gut health is so important for your hormones, because if your microbiome is off, that really comes down to a dysbiotic microbiome. That's why your beta-glucuronidase is high most of the time. It's got to work on that gut because you don't want your liver working all perfectly and then boom, your gut's all messed up. So that estrogen just goes right back in the system. Not cool, right? So you can see how these things all start to work together and how important it is to really look at these different angles. There's not just one angle that you can look at when it comes to your hormone health. And I really, you know, I want to put a fine point on how important your liver health is. I just, I think that in my own personal experience, I believe that the biggest reason that I had a massive fibroid is because of my liver health. And this is something that, you know, it's frustrating to me <laughs> on so many levels because I did um, a lot of work on gut health after having um, really diminished function from three rounds of antibiotics in college. And then I ended up when I graduated from college, my stomach was just like kaput from the stress. Here we go with the adrenals and where, how that can impact things too. Um, and then I went to Africa and I ended up getting malaria and some other infection and, you know, had to take all kinds of things for that too. So, you know, my whole gut was just, and I worked years and years on rebuilding my gut and had done a really good job of that. But then I still grew this massive fibroid, you know, so, so many times people will say, get your gut and check and, you know, your, your hormones will be great. And gut is a huge part, but the liver and the adrenal function are just as important. Um, my, I had was way stressed for years running my own business leading up to the fibroid growth. Um, and I had signs about my liver, you know, it's not like the liver enzymes ever showed up high on tests. I take that back. They did once in my twenties, but this was sort of before I had done a lot of work. They hadn't shown up in my thirties. Everything looked quote unquote fine on my tests. You know, I went to the doctor every year and got tests done, but I had pain at different points, you know, on the right side. So if you don't know where your liver is, it's basically like, if you're, you know, a, a woman that has breasts, it's underneath your right breast bone. Um, and it's pretty, pretty big takes up that area, but you know, so that's where your liver and your gallbladder are. And some, sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference between if the pain's coming from the gallbladder or liver, but I had, you know, different pain there. Um, I'd cut out alcohol for a year because of some intense pain that I'd had there. Um, I might've already been too late because it was, um, after that year that I found out that I had the large fibroid but, you know, if I look back on all of the um, intensity that I put my liver through for many years, 
um, and the stress that I had been under for a lot of years. Um, and I probably haven't done the genetic part yet, but I probably have some genetic, um, you know, what we call SNPs or predisposition to not methylating well, let's just put it that way. Um, and I can really see just how so clearly how had I taken better care of my liver and for each person that's individual to what, how far you need to go with that. Um, then I, you know, could have probably not had a big fibroid grow. So I just want to really put enough emphasis on that for you listening. If you're dealing with fibroids, if you're, you know, worried about that happening to you, take care of your liver now. So I talked about a couple of things that you should do in order to take care of your liver. Um, there's lots and lots and lots of ways to support your liver on a daily basis. Eating beets, eating bitter greens, lemon in your water first thing in the morning. Like these are just things that you should be doing all the time. For many people, milk vessel can be very helpful. Um, for some people not, and that depends a little bit on how your phase one and phase two liver detox are doing, but you can try it out and see. Tudka is a new popular product um, to help support liver function too. Um, I'm a big believer in doing um, external supports, if you want to call it that, even though the first one's going to be internal coffee uh, enemas. And there's a, you know, an episode on here that goes all into coffee enemas and liver cleansing. So go back and look for that. Um, doing coffee enemas can be super helpful in moving bile, getting that bile going and moving it out of your liver and out of your gallbladder. Um, and it also can help with glutathione production. Um, doing castor oil packs, doing those right on over the liver can be super, super helpful to, to move things along. Um, if you really feel like you don't digest fats, well, look at the gallbladder, do gallbladder support. So that can be, you know, um, uh, I'd say supplement that at least has beets in it. Um, that's kind of one of the biggest, most powerful things that you can do if you don't have a gallbladder use bile salts when you eat, very important, so that you can um, basically break down those fats. You're not able to break down those fats properly without your gallbladder storage. Love on your liver or work on the emotional component. Um, you know, in Chinese medicine, they talk about the liver being the storage uh, facility of anger and I believe grief too. And that makes perfect sense to me. And I see so many women with anger and grief, right? Because invalid, it's all valid, but it's stuff that we've had to push down because we haven't um, been taken care of maybe in the ways that we needed to in life. Maybe we've had to always take care of everyone else. You know, maybe we have had to overdo everything and every emotional response because we were told to not be emotional. We pushed it down, especially the anger one, right? We're not supposed to, you know, we don't want to be the crazy angry bitch. And so here we are having that emotional processing, you know, that, that doesn't happen and gets stored in the liver. So of course your liver is going to just struggle on that level too, right? It's not just the physical things that we do. It's the emotional and also energy using something like Qigong to move that stagnant liver energy. I believe if you do, you know, these things for your liver, like very consistently, you can change so much when it comes to your hormones and everything else, really. 
your skin health, your, I mean, your gut health too, your blood sugar balance. I mean, it all works so well in tandem and it's one of the major, major things that you have to do in order to start to feel better is really support that liver. Um, let me think if there's anything else I wanted to include here. Um, you know, movement is always, always a good thing to, to, to get things moving. So don't forget about that aspect. I feel like I don't point to that enough, but that is probably, um, what saved me in a lot of ways from having an even bigger thyroid, excuse me, fibroid. <laughs> I want, well, I don't want too big a thyroid either, but, um, really bringing all of these things together and, and doing them consistently is key. So don't just, you know, start like a couple times here and there and really looking at it as, um, the things that you can do on a daily basis. And then the two or three times a year that you can do a bigger liver cleanse, all of that's going to help you so much because our environment's not going to change, you know, our, um, the chemicals, I mean, we can, and I highly recommend trying to diminish as many chemicals as you can from your days, but we can't take out everything. And so you need to be supporting your liver to give it the best chance to do its job that it just wants to do and um, really keep you healthy. So I think that's it for the liver detox talk today and how much important that is to your hormones. So I did want to mention for those of you listening that I am excited that I finally, finally, finally get to do the hormone program that I've been working on for um, the last few months. And so I really hope that if you're interested in getting the hormones to a place that you, you know, like for me, for example, I don't have to take ibuprofen anymore when I have my period. I don't, I mean, I, I feel a little bit when it starts, but that's about it. And this is goes from, you know, ages 12 to when I got on birth control in my twenties, I had to go home from school all the time because my cramps were so bad. There was nothing that could diminish my cramps. I would just have to cry myself to sleep, you know, um, to not have any of that, to not have to take any bit of medication, much less like, I mean, I would pop a gazillion Advils and they wouldn't help back in the day it's possible. And I'm, you know, in, in perimenopause at this point, I'm in that point of my life and it's still possible to get your hormones right. And so that's why I've called my new program, get your hormones, right. They want to work for you. I swear to God, they do. You know, it's just, you have to give them what they need in order to work properly. So this program is all about breaking down exactly what you need to do. Like, I want you to know exactly. I want you to understand all of these things. I want you to understand your liver. So we'll dive deeper into this liver function. This is, you know, kind of scratch the surface today, but we have a week that focuses on the liver. We have a week that focuses on the adrenals. We have a week that focuses on gut health. The gut health is so important. You're going to be able to take, you know, questionnaires to figure out the best diet approach for you. You're going to um, have protocols that are going to, help support you in, in eating the foods that are right for getting your hormones balanced. Um, you're going to understand how pathogens, the roles that they play in hormonal imbalance and how to deal with that. I mean, guys, I've pulled together 
everything that I've learned over the past few years and put it in here because I think it's just essential to understand not just for your hormones, but your overall health. And we're talking about not just for right now, but for the rest of your life. And it makes a difference. I mean, we live in a time where we see how important health is, right? There's no time like the present. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on. Yeah, we'll have some fun too. Like, you know, we'll do some dances and and have some fun part of the program. I'm also going to talk about thyroid health because that's so, so important too and changes um, for women. So many of us, it just tanks as we age. So get on that thyroid. I wish I'd gotten on my thyroid stuff in a bigger way when I was younger. I wish I'd known what to do. So I'm going to tell you what you can do and what you need to do. Um, we're going to talk about energy practices because those are so important. As I mentioned, working with the emotional aspects. Um, uh, we're going to talk about how to track your cycle. We're actually starting off with that because that is essential information for you to know if you want to actually like understand your hormones. Right. And it's so cool. Cause it tells you all of this other information too. Like what time of the month will you have the best orgasms? You can know that if you drag your cycle. So, um, what else am I missing here? Um, we're going to talk about some extra stuff that I know a lot of you have asked me about. We're going to talk about hormone testing and the pros and cons of different hormone testing. I'm going to give some basics of how to read hormone tests. Um, I'm going to talk to you about gut, um, functional gut testing. And so you understand that. So you understand if you need to get that done. There's lots of fun bonuses in here because I really want you to get the whole picture. And then we have group support, which is just absolutely necessary, right? Like going through this process with other people who are going through the same process. I see so much healing when that happens. So I'm so excited to both support you in the program and then have you support the other people in the program and then support you back too. So we'll have weekly calls where you can ask questions. And then you also have um, chances to connect with one to two other people outside of those weekly calls. Plus we'll have a Facebook uh, group support page where you can always ask questions there. Um, there's lots of other good stuff. I'd love for you to check it out. If you're interested, just go to christinegarvin.com and uh, the, it's get your hormones right too. But you know what? I'll put the link in here in the um, notes so that's easy to get to. Or you can just go from the front page, christinegarvin.com. And if you're listening to this on Monday, you know what? If you're listening to this on another day and you missed the, the deadline, shoot me an email um, and just ask me about it. Say, I heard it on the podcast, but it was already, the Cyber Monday special was already over. Can I still get it? And I will give it to you. Okay. So the, um, the program is actually normally $567, but as a special, you know, this time of the year, obviously we're in celebratory time. And also I'm so excited to have people be a part of this. And I know that money is scarce for some. So it is $299 today. If you sign up, um, you can also do, even with that, you have the choice of doing, um, an installment plan. It's just a little bit more. It ends up being like 319 if you do the installment plan, but then you can break payments up. So it's like a hundred and 50 or something like that. Um, two payments of that. Seriously. I mean, you're going to get so much information from this. It's going to blow your mind. I mean, it's actually worth probably like $2,000, the whole thing, but 
I want to keep it affordable. So today, grab your spot today if you can. $299. It goes back up to the 567 Tuesday, tomorrow, December 1st. Um, but again, if you heard this later, just shoot me an email, Christine Garvin at gmail.com, and I will give you that $299 price because I appreciate you listening. And we have other good things coming up this month. I'm excited to dive way back into um, podcast connection. So shoot me any uh, questions that you have about things, topics you want to hear about. I'm getting really excited just about so many things coming up for the new year. So I know that you can feel even better than you do right now. You can feel tons better if you're feeling bad. And I'm here to support you in that process. I hope you have a a wonderful day, evening, week, whenever you listen to this, and I will see you soon.